1: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: It's the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary.
2: It's must-win time for the Cincinnati Bengals as they're looking to show that they can change, they can adapt, and they can win on the road. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Your team, every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please do subscribe if you're looking for daily updates, news, and analysis on the Cincinnati Bengals, because that'll make it really easy for you to join the First Listen Club, everyone who makes us their first listen every day. Really easy to join the everydayer club. Those who don't miss an episode, we appreciate every single one of you. Today's episode brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We've heard multiple Cincinnati Bengals this week. James, talk about this game in Week 5 as a must-win. That message has found its way throughout this locker room to – Essentially, every player I've heard asked about it since Joe Burrow answered the question with a quick and sure affirmative on Wednesday. The players are treating this deadly serious and for good reason. You get to one and four, that is a place that is very hard to recover from. They're already in a place that is hard to recover from, and one and four certainly makes that worse. So, the mindset for this team this week. Good. that translate to the field that is what we need to see in week five in Arizona
1: yeah I think this is is certainly and even if they don't have to say it like I I was me and Ben were the ones that asked Burrow why it was a must win and it was more so because he just said yes and we wanted a little bit more and uh, it, it's it's funny when people are critical of those those questions but usually they get good answers and all of these guys have given Good answers as to why. And Burrow was actually able to give the – he went the football route with obviously the standings and the road win and all of those things. And the the thing that I think it matters the most is morale mm-hmm. hope. You lose it to, to Arizona. There's going to be a lot more doubt in the locker room than there is now. I, I don't think there's doubt in the locker room. I know there's a lot of doubt outside the building and outside of these walls. I'm at Pacor Stadium for those not watching on YouTube. I, I think there is. But inside, I, I still think they believe. And part of why they may believe is something that Joe Burrow hinted at on Wednesday. I got confirmation late Wednesday, but I didn't know exactly what was said. I talked to some players today, and, and it, it certainly became public. Joe Burrow addressed the team after the loss to Tennessee, which was obviously really, really ugly. Here's what Jamar Chase and Andre Yosevash had to say about those comments
0: you could tell he was frustrated for the loss you know what i'm saying like i said got a lot of passion for the game and he shows it when we lose and you know what i'm saying that's the captain that's what we need from those guys and you know what i'm saying to pick the team back up let them know that you know
1: we just faced adversity our back against the wall now we got to fight really that our backs against the wall and we got to fight like like i just said you know what i'm saying and that's the biggest thing he said uh we're in the swamp right now and we got to get out of it he's kind of speaking what everybody was thinking but it's nice to hear it from the leader who who may be more reserved, I guess. I mean, not reserved, but, you know, he, he chooses his words wisely. That's what I would say. And uh, so it's nice to hear it. And, you know, when you see your leader have some emotion, things like that, it, it's, it's nice. It brings you a different type of fire. I like that part at the end, the rookie. It brings you a different type of fire. And uh, those videos, I posted them on Cincinnati Bengals talk. But the thing that that I think is interesting about this is the intensity, Jake, that I felt sitting, I don't know, maybe 10 feet away from Joe during his news conference on Wednesday. It felt like he was more dialed in. And I don't think that was an act for the media. And I think it started at some point when he was on the field at Nissan Stadium and the walk to the locker room. Whenever he gathered his thoughts, he, he said, all right, I'm going to address the team. I'm going to tell them." And I think part of what he told them was that there's no one else he would rather be teammates with and go through this adversity with, and that they were going to get through it. I know those guys didn't say that. I think that's part of what he said. I don't have all the details, but I think it was uh, it was impactful. And, and those guys may may downplay it a little bit, especially Jamar. Jamar's used to Joe, but I think it did matter.
2: And they're presenting a United front. So they they've heard the same messaging all week. The messaging has penetrated their consciousness but but like we've said you know we can talk about all this what they're saying how they're acting all these things if it doesn't translate to the field yeah. we're, we're going to be sitting here next week saying man yeah. can, w- what hope is there at one and four gets a two and four going to the bye can, can they win 10 in a row again to get to you know, 12 wins would be pretty good but it, it's it's pretty tough Is all i'm saying to come back from that point, and like you said, from a, from a morale perspective, from a mental perspective, that can get to be a lot too. They've faced adversity before. They haven't been one in four when expectations are just crazy high compared to previous years, right? And, and so from a psychological perspective, that is something to overcome. But there, there's certainly a lot of football to this that will end up being way more important than what they've said this week
1: yeah yeah the the football side it starts with burrow and and so let's do that let's get to burrow and how he looks physically because you know what else i'm oh i'm so sick of this show us him being attacked by rushers and running and escaping the pocket that's impossible i literally i'd have to go to madden to do that there's no way i can do that mid-practice because um what we're not allowed there. And they're also not going to rush him too much. I don't think in practice anyways, maybe they are, I don't know. I can't see that said, I talked to multiple players today on record, but not completely on record. I don't think they mind me sharing. Joe does look better this week and he is improving. And and it's funny when those, those routes on air, those individual throws that everybody's seen, we didn't see him do that before the Monday night game. It was very, very little, very light. Last week, it was a short week. And yes, he was doing that stuff. It was still a short week. And he still wasn't moving the same. And I, I think the movement is better. And players that are on the field and able to see him go through the the simulation and the team drills 11 on 11 have said the same thing. So I do think that the mobility will be better. And the, the thing that I'm hoping for, because I think it's unrealistic to – Expect Burrow to to roll out a bunch, and and scramble for, for a twelve yard first down, and all of those things that we've seen him do. Can he step to the right when he knows he needs to? Can he step up in the pocket one step? The little subtle pocket movements that he's so great at that we didn't see against Tennessee. Hopefully, we can see that on Sunday. That like that's all I'm hoping for. I all the off the script off script stuff. I'm not even thinking about that. Can you just a little bit, a little bit here? Step up, step back, step forward, step left. If he can do those things, I, I just that. It's not a small thing, but if he's able to do that, I think it will go a long way. Very important
2: part of his game, and and like you've said, we've seen video. We we've seen we've heard him talk about in his presser on Wednesday the fact that he has ramped up movement this week. He's very encouraged with how that's going. Reminds me of kind of how he appeared to play in week two when they started to figure some things out in that second half against Baltimore, which is a defense that's had his number, kind of reminds me of of that feeling where the movement is starting to come a little bit more. It's not 100% by any means, but he's looking more confident in things. But also, it's kind of that phase in the injury and the recovery from this injury where the player is starting to feel good, starting to feel closer to right, doesn't necessarily feel the tightness, doesn't necessarily feel the soreness, but that risk is still there. That's in the back of my mind as well. So that's a tightrope that you need to walk if you're Joe Burrow, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals offense trying to construct around Joe Burrow. And we'll talk about some of the adjustments that we might see this week based on kind of some of the trends we've seen the last couple of weeks. But you can't have those sprint outs. You still want to keep him in the pocket. You want to keep those movements small and manageable and controlled while at the same time you might start to see him feeling a little bit better and you might just see some incremental improvements in those areas. Let's say on the topic of the offense, of Joe Burrow, of some of the changes we might see this week, because they need to get off to a fast start. Can't be down 14-0 to again in another matchup where the opponent wants to run the ball. Got to get going faster in the first quarter. Let's talk about this offense a little bit more. Coming up next. This episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I am currently, believe it or not, wearing pants. Not only am I wearing pants, but they are Bird Dogs' <laughs> pants. They're the joggers that Bird Dogs sent us, and these things are incredible. Thank God talk, you're
1: wearing pants.
2: We talk a lot about how comfortable this stuff is from Bird Dogs. I was personally never a liner guy in shorts and pants. Until Bird Dog sent us some stuff. And I've started wearing this stuff. Wore some of the shorts to the gym yesterday, to the yoga class I went to yesterday. Wore today for a dog walk while we're recording the podcast. They're the exact same as Lululemon in Function, but they fit way better. They're going to let you move easily. They're going to breathe well if they're pants. They're going to look great on you wherever you are. In your fitness journey. So check it out at slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL. When you check out at birddogs.com, you'll get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you.
1: Speaking of fashion, speaking of swag, Jake's got it right now in his bird dogs gear, but you got to get to Schultz Jewelers. What are Schultz Jewelers? Oh, it's a local jewelry store here that Matt Schultz, a diehard Bengals fan who is hoping, like all of us right now, that the Bengals are able to right the ship this season. uh, He is going to guide you when you're looking for that perfect ring for her or that perfect birthday present or Christmas present, which is quickly approaching. Whatever the occasion, Schultz Jewelers is here for you. And they deal with lab-grown diamonds, so you can get your fiancé that dream ring, like I mentioned, but it's not going to crush your wallet because, like, I get it. The Bengals players, they're swagged out. They got that kind of coin. We don't all have that kind of coin, and that's why you have to find value, but you don't want to sacrifice quality, and you want the right insight. And So you can get it from Schultz Jewelers, a modern jewelry store between their unique custom designs, top rated permanent jewelry. There really isn't anyone like them. They've been doing it for more than 70 years here in the greater Cincinnati area. And you can find them at 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell. It's five minutes into Kentucky, five minutes from where I am right now at Paycor Stadium. You can also check them out online at S-C-H-U-L-Z diamonds.com. That's Schultz We know the Bengals strive for perfection. Schultz jewelers does too, because when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz jewelers.
2: We're going to stay on the topic of the Cincinnati Bengals offense, because, well, I, I did a poll. This is why we talk about the offense so much. I asked Bengals fans, what percentage of fault do you ascribe to the coaching staff? And about 65% of respondents were at 50% or more is the coach's responsibility for the 1-3 and start. And then asked a follow-up question. Okay, for everyone who thinks it's the coach's issue, which of these things bothers you most? Is it that they played Joe Burrow? That was like 13% of answers. Is it offensive play calling? Is it defensive play calling? Is it the offensive scheme? Mm-hmm. About 90%. We're on offensive scheme or play calling, which are interchangeable, I think, for a lot of fans as the issue with the Bengals offense right now. So what can they do differently? We've seen some wrinkles that have been mostly effective that we might start to see more of. This is the way that adjustments happen over the course of the season you start to see them in spots and then you start to see them incorporated more into the regular flow of the offense when you're not on those scripted drives when you're not in you know crucial spots where you have a lot of scheme stuff ready for say third downs or low red zone or whatever it is not that they've necessarily been great in those areas and that can be better too but the the pistol stuff that we've seen from the Bengals we've seen some great play action looks out of pistol that gives them more ability to be diverse in the running game when they get into pistol. Something that we've seen them slowly building up the last couple of weeks. And a lot of people talking about is a potential, not silver bullet necessarily, but piece that can help this offense be more diverse and, and help with the running game, help Joe burrow a little bit. The other thing is, is that cheap motion as Kyle Shanahan called it more of those little bits of motion, moving Jamar chase around Jamar Chase-centric game plan, especially with T. Higgins battling, didn't practice on Thursday. He was on the rehab field. If he can't go, then you really have to run things through Jamar and Joe Mixon probably to to some extent as well. A little bit more, that's where that pistol thing comes in. Could start to see some more of that this week. We're all looking for signs of growth and adjustment in this Bengals offense, however.
1: Yeah, no, I I think, uh, no, yeah, as I say that. We talked about it, at least uh, message-wise, the pistol. I think maybe it was just when we weren't recording. But I expect more of that this week for sure. And we'll see. We'll see how it looks. I just think it gives them another wrinkle. It's something they're probably more, they're getting more and more comfortable with. And that's, that's part of it is when was it installed? When did they realize they'd have to go to it? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Did they think it was going to be as effective in Tennessee? I don't know. Or are they just working on it a lot more this week whatever the case is hopefully th- that is effective and that can continue to expand their what has been an inconsistent run game I, I think some have advertised that oh man this rushing attack has been great and, and it's been good and this isn't a Joe Mixon thing it's just the run game it's been a lot of 12 2 and 1 2 maybe 3 and then 12 the problem with this offense it's been so limited if you have a two-yard run we've talked about this Jake you have a two yard run and you're on second and 10. Well, third and eight is like a nightmare right now.
2: For and, this and to team. Be fair, I just want to point out really quick. We haven't seen a whole lot of running on second and 10, but even if we they haven't. had that run on first and 10, second and eight has been done. Second and time.
1: eight's tough. Yes, yes. Second and eight's tough right now, because if it's an incomplete for whatever reason, you're looking at that third and eight. and And mm-hmm. so it's just been, it h- hasn't been as consistent, I think as they want, maybe the pistol opens that part up, Maybe it is able to, to throw a couple of wrinkles in there. But, but I think the ultimate key is making sure, because this team and people may hate it, people may love it. I don't think they're going to go to Arizona and run it 50 times. Part of that is because Joe Mixon has been used a ton. He's been on the field a ton. And that is hopefully one of these other running backs can emerge just to keep him fresh. Because it's really early in the season and they're leaning on 28 a lot. So that would be part of it, but they're going to throw the ball. They're not going to run the ball 50 times on Sunday. We know that. So can that motion that, that you mentioned, can Burrow and Tyler Boyd hook up on, in the middle of the field when they were so close to doing so against Tennessee? Can they get into a rhythm early? I, I think all of these things uh, are, are huge, huge factors. And, and so scheme, play, call, all of that matters. But I, I think – like I said, the, the health of Burrow, I, the pistol, can, can that be another wrinkle? It could all come together this week. I, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I've been pretty optimistic since Tuesday. I think it surprised you a bit. I, I feel pretty good, but they have to go out and do it this week. And and we're going to see what this offense is made of, what this coaching staff is made of. We'll get to the defense. But it's one of those games where we're, we're going to see it. And, and if they've made – the the right adjustments press the right buttons and uh if if they're just healthy enough so we'll see i mean why why shouldn't this this bengals offensive line be able to hold up this week in much much better whether it's on the ground or for joe burrow like to me i think they should and i think if the cardinals blitz this week it should feel much much different than what the titans did last week and that burrow should be able to capitalize
2: you would hope so they need to have better answers for the blitz as well, and they need to deal with the blitz a little bit better in terms of protections. They're going to continue to get unscouted looks. They're going to continue to see tendencies used against them. That that's life in the NFL. They they can't let that blow up drives, and part of that is just staying ahead of the chains, right? Keeping the Cardinals on their heels. And you mentioned, you know, maybe they're gonna they're not going to run the ball more than they pass the ball, but if they could get ahead in these games maybe it would be much closer. You look at when games are close and early in games on early downs, the run-pass split is pretty dang close. When the games start to get away from them, when they start to have second and longer, that's where they're skewing pass because, well, if if it's second and eight and you're down 10, do you really want to run the ball in the second half? I think most fans are are understanding of that when when you get down in games. By the time they looked up in the second half, they were losing by 21. And and the defense, and we need to get to the defense, I think, needs to be a little bit better too. We can't be giving up all these explosives and back-to-back-to-back scoring drives in the middle of the game. But this week, to, to wrap up on the offense, there are not a ton of threats. There's not a ton of talent on this arizona defense and you credit them for playing hard and coming together with a good scheme and a good coaching staff and playing some good teams well but if the offense doesn't get it right this week then i really don't know when that get right is coming so mm-hmm. I, hopefully we see that this week but the defense needs to help as well they need to get back to complementary football so let's talk about the challenges for the defense
1: this week and what they need to do coming up next Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. PrizePix Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two- to six-player stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. All you do is select two or more players, and you pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. So maybe you think Joe Burrow is going to throw three passing touchdowns, which, sign me up for that on Sunday, right? Or that Odell Beckham Jr. or Josh Allen is going to go for less than their projected amount of yards or touchdowns. You can go two to six players and boom, you can start winning today. And the best part, if you go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL, you're going to get a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100.
0: Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state.
2: There are several keys to this game that are going to sound repetitive to Cincinnati Bengals fans. The fast They're start simple. stuff we've been They're talking simple. about for years. Yeah. yeah, Gotta contain explosives better than they have, and this hasn't been a problem for this team too much really under Lou Anna but this year has been a problem the Bengals have given up the most runs of eight plus yards in the NFL and that number is over 30 in four games
1: that's brutal
2: that's brutal. mind-blowing stuff and the best part of this Cardinals team has been the way James Connor has been playing and the way Josh Dobbs has run the football for the Arizona Cardinals so Yes, there's Zach Ertz and there's Hollywood Brown and there's Rondale Moore and there's the passing game that Michael Wilson, they're pleased with the rookie in Arizona, but fast start, control the running game. I mean, it's yep. not that complicated when, well, when you look at it from a really high level, right? Like once you get to the nitty gritty and, and all that, stuff, sure. it's complicated. But
1: no, it, you're right. And it, it does, it starts with James Connor and Dobbs is the legs. If you tell me Connor averages two and a half a clip and Dobbs has a low amount of rushing yards, I'd be pretty confident because that's going to do two things. One, it's going to make the Cardinals more one-dimensional than they want to be. Mm -hmm. Two, the play action probably won't be nearly as effective because it's hard. You want to put pressure on Nick Scott and Dax Hill, you know what you do? You get James Connor running downhill. Dobbs is a threat to run out of the backfield and you establish that and then you go play action with 4-2 Hollywood Brown or Rondell Moore running all over the field or this Michael Wilson kid third rounder that's performing really well in recent weeks. Number 14 as a lot of players in the Bengals locker room noticed on film. They kept referring to him as his number because he was making plays and, and standing out. So They have some weapons. It's just they like to establish the run first and they've been able to do that a decent amount. I I've been very surprised by this Cardinals offense and they're a, I, I feel like it's a good run scheme based on people I've talked to. It's, it's mm-hmm. a quality run scheme. So it's much easier said than done to say, all right, we'll stop the run. But for the love of God, you're 31st in the NFL and, and rushing yards allowed. You gotta stop the run this week.
2: Yeah. And you, you talk about play action. You talk about some of the things the Bengals have struggled with this year, oh, man. and and some of this is is on paper here. And and so the offensive coordinator, just to be clear, for the Arizona Cardinals, Drew Petzing, was previously quarterbacks coach, tight ends coach with Cleveland under Kevin Stefanski. He yep. he went to Cleveland with Stefanski from Minnesota. So you you know you think about a an offensive style like Cleveland that the Bengals have struggled with. And the reason that you can't write this game off, and, and I mean, not that you need reasons. They're both one and three at this point, both of these teams. Stylistic similarities between Cleveland and, and Arizona that we're going to see this week. Joshua Dobbs, talk about play action. You talk about game script. 33.3% of Josh Dobbs' dropbacks are play action dropbacks. Where, where is that in, in the territory with? One, one team the Bengals have played this year, Deshaun Watson, 33.1%. So 0.2% difference there. And uh, the Bengals Week 6 opponent, Geno Smith, leading the NFL in play-action passes. So yeah. how do you handle that? Y- you, you make them drop back pass. Yeah. You get and, ahead. And- you don't let them run. You, you take the teeth out of that hard play-action stuff. And, and you give your defense a huge chance to, to play the way that they want to play. So, so here we are again, James. Fast start, control the run.
1: And Dobbs was obviously in Cleveland with Petsing, so that's that's why he's been able to hit the ground running. You know, there's just familiarity there. And the moment you mentioned, you know, Watson's play action, it's like, oh well, that that makes sense because they they got a guy that was playing there in Cleveland. This is a front seven game. For all of the talk, and Choubbaouzier suffered tweak the back injury um in thursday's practice we'll see he was limited so i don't know if he was dealing with some kind of back thing that we just didn't know about because he wasn't missing any time with it who knows we'll get more details on friday but so there's some concern there but to me it's a front seven game because you have to dominate the trenches and not let james connor go off quality running back there's no doubt let let this cardinals rushing attack go and you're right they've and you've said this on multiple occasions, the quarterback runs have gotten them too. Mm-hmm. So this is this is going to be a good test. And, I, you know, I've been pretty vocal, I would say, about the defense as, as much as anyone because there's a ton of focus on the offense. Like, nothing's been good. No, nothing's been up to par. Yeah. And it, it hasn't, you know? Like, we could talk about Burr all day long, but if the defense is going to go out there and get gashed in Arizona like they did last week, then does it matter? You know, it's just you can't give those up. And so who knows? Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll rise to the occasion. And, and I think they will. And the reason I'm optimistic is because we've seen it before. And I think they have the right mentality. I think they have the talent. The talent part matters. And and so they need to, to come out motivated. And if they do that and, and they start fast, I, I agree with you. I think that's probably the biggest key is starting fast, taking the crowd out of it a bit. Looking up and it's ten nothing Bengals. Like just to just ten points would be huge for for this team in, in, in being able to play with a lead. Mm-hmm.
2: Get to the second half with a the lead, then things get real tough for Arizona. You get to the second half with the lead, you, you take the teeth out of that running game, that play action game to to a greater extent. We we've talked about this with some other teams before, but if you can make Josh Jobs into a drop back passer and and let Trey Hendrickson pin his ears back. This isn't a terrible offensive line. Shout out Paris Johnson Jr., Princeton Vikings alum, uh, Ohio State guy starting at right tackle for the Arizona Cardinals, but a Cincinnati guy, so shout out the Cincinnati guy there. But it's not a great offensive line. There are opportunities here, but the Bengals haven't necessarily taken advantage of offensive lines that that we thought they should have this year. Last week against Tennessee, being the most recent glaring example of this, down Peter Skaronski, that the Bengals – did not have a good game in the trenches and you know for all of the preseason optimism around zach carter taking a step around joseph osai who is very slowly working his way back onto the field we'll see if he sees more than five snaps
1: hopefully this week hopefully they're managing him very closely you're right
2: but but they need to get more out of their depth on the defensive line whether that's playing time whether that's performance which at the same time is, is a balance because you go back to week four and you'll find tweets from me and, and you'll hear a rant from Joe Goodberry about how they had their second string defensive line on the field for a fourth and two on the first drive of the game. So, you know, there, there is a balance there, but this is a game that if you're the Bengals, you got to get back on track, you got to take care of business, show us that you can be that team against a team that, is not in that conversation that we thought you would be before the year.
1: Yeah. Show some I, signs of that. Yeah, I agree. I think they do, by the way. Official prediction, Bengals 23, Cardinals 13. That's taking care of business. That would be just fine. Two touchdowns, three field goals. It's not sure. perfect. There's plenty to work on, but they do enough.
2: And the Arizona Cardinals, for for as well as they, as they have played, should not be a team that can stand up to the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll see. We'll see how all these guys play, because like we've talked about, you know, there are major coaching concerns among the fan base, and, and there are certainly some play calls that are head-scratching on offense, and the coaches and players have all acknowledged that they need to do a little bit more, given Joe Burrow's state, to help him out, whether that's running the ball, whatever it is, just having more answers present, not dropping the football, cleaning up, pre-snap penalties, cleaning up personal fouls, all this stuff that needs to be better. And we'll see how many of those boxes they can check off on Sunday in the desert. We'll have you covered after the game, of course, right here on Lockdown Bengals. So until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Poo day, and have a good one.